With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max and Mrs. Lacey. Well, well, well. What have we here? Back again. Guess who's back? Back again. Mr. and Mrs. Back. (laughs) Tell some friends. Please, please tell some friends. Yes, please. Wow. How many times are we going to do this triumphant return? The return? I know, because I was looking at like uh, <laughs> of one of our top posts, and it was back in September. Mm-hmm. Like, we're back, bitches. We're like, back. We take sabbaticals, I guess. That's yeah, probably sure. what happens. Uh, yeah. I mean, nobody pays us for this, and we got shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> literally, we have shit going on. Well, not literally, because that means we have fecal matter going on everywhere. Yeah. I think the word you're searching for is figuratively. Figuratively, literally. No, not literally at all. What about literally, literally? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm sorry. No. That's a tangent. Enough. Enough. Stop it with this nonsense. Well, on that note, since we're back and all, mm-hmm. I'd like to welcome you all to the fold of that is Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. Yes. We're back. We're back. I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. And if we need to tell you again, I bring a topic and... Yeah. Bring a topic. And then we have the learning corner at the end. I guess this would be a good time as any to explain uh, what happened, if you will, at least the last few months. Uh, our, our last episode was the Dirty 30 episode. Okay. And then after that, a shitstorm happened, right? <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. I, I guess a, a, a really realistic way. Yeah. Much. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go too much into it. 2016 just ended in a fireball of... Doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. Um, a lot of celebrities died, and I understand that's why a lot of people think it sucked. And Trump got and elected. And Trump got elected, and that affects everybody. Um, but yeah, we had some personal, some personal losses that yeah. were hard, and it took time and energy and money and everything to. I mean, do you not want to go into it at all? Or sure. I mean, you. we we lost our dog. We did. We uh, lost our our sweet pup Winifred. Um. We had to uh, put her down around Thanksgiving, right, right, right after Thanksgiving. Right, was it right before? Right before. It was right after. Right after. Yeah. Right after Thanksgiving. Um. Then we had to put her to sleep. She had cancer. Yeah. And it was uh, the tumors. We, she had surgery back in September, and we thought that that would help her out, but the tumors were too aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. And so she was in a lot of pain. So we had to make that tough decision. Okay. I'd say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yes. I would say you marrying me was the hardest thing you ever did. But still. <laughs> okay, second hardest. Second hardest thing. <laughs> uh, another is um, we lost one of our, I would say one of our biggest fans. 
um, or champions, if we, if you will. Um, my friend Philip passed away uh, suddenly right after Thanksgiving as well, too, um, in early December. Um, so it could, that kind of made it an issue, but yeah. So it made it hard to podcast around that time frame. And plus the holidays and all the other nonsense. Um, so there's that. And I had to turn this into a downer. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was tough because, you know, Phil was, uh, yeah, definitely one of our biggest fans. He always reposted our episodes. Shared all our stuff. Liked it. Commented on it. Talked to us about it. And so when yeah. we... Um, he was essentially our champion. Yeah, he was. Cheerleader. And when we uh, stopped making podcasts, we r- realized we had some fans because we got requests to come back on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we are. It's, it's, so it's been a tough last quarter, I would say. But with a new year is a new dawn. And we're deciding to write this out. That's what we're going to try to do. So, so you know, we're going to do the best we can. Uh Sorry, we'd like to keep it, make it a little down. It sounds really somber right now. I think I'm going to play some comical music under the end of this. Cause, uh, <laughs> because neither of our uh, topics are downers. No, they're not. And I they're mean, not we, intense topics either. So we decided to do this first one a little lighthearted. Because we didn't talk about the heavy stuff. That's the whole reason. Like, I mean, our heavy stuff of what happened is shit. But I'm talking about we didn't talk about Trump being president. We have yet to talk about that. Yeah. And we may not talk about it because we want to <laughs> kind of want to sweep it under the rug. But at the present moment, we're not going to talk about it. We're it's just we're just going to leave it at that. But um, our topics are relatively light today. We're kind of you know getting the oil in the grooves, uh, lubricating the chassis, if you will. Um, right now we're fostering a dog. We yeah. fo- we actually just like yesterday, just uh, fostered a new dog. We've kind of been out of the game for a while too. Like everything's been on pause, so we uh, fostered a little like. Australian, well, any Irish wolfhound, a mini designer Irish wolfhound, if yeah, you will. She's tiny. She's, she's like super eight tiny. Yeah, she's like. She, she loves her mix, and she's really, really sweet. So that's nice. It's nice to get back in some sort of groove. Yeah. So she's she's adorable. And we're back into this groove. Yeah. This is our time. This is it. New year, new us. New phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some basic bitch shit right there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. So. I welcome. Got my yoga pants out. <laughs> Cut down on the coffee expenditures. I don't know what do people do resolutions about. I've I've vowed if I'm eating fast food now, I'm gonna eat anything that's under the five dollar menu that's it really so yeah that's my new year's resolution okay. so, so most people would cut out fast food no see i just get the just dumpster diving I'm, 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 I'm getting i'm dumpster diving my fast food now <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't do resolutions um just annual reminders i guess of <laughs> constant failures then i am in a realm of constant failures of my own making. Yes. <laughs> of my own making. <laughs> yeah, because you're always reminded like in January of next year. So what are your resolutions? Like, what were my fucking resolutions last year? Yep. Eat less cake. Nah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> Spend less money. Nah. Nope. Lose weight. Nope. Nah. <laughs> travel more. Yes. Always travel. Always travel more. <laughs> always travel. Somehow we always squeeze that yeah. resolution in. Yeah. Not to hate on somebody, but I had a friend once told me, it was like, I am not going to go on vacation until I have the perfect vacation. And 
I'm going to say this right now. If you're waiting to have the perfect vacation, which is you sitting on a beach somewhere, you're never going to go on fucking vacation. Right. And you're going to miss a ton of little dinky, awesome vacations in the meantime. Yeah. So if, if there's something I would resolve people to do is take time, get a decent car and just drive, go somewhere, you know, take a few hundred bucks, park your ass somewhere, eat some food, see some sights and get back home in a weekend. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter what state, what city, there's always something interesting and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. Three day weekend. Hell, I did never thought St. Louis would be a place I want to go back to. I mean, I, I went there for a few hours and I was like, fuck this. I want to, I want to come back here. This yeah. place is awesome. Yeah. And that's how. We found out that we love Tennessee so much. Yeah. Is because I just blew through it kind of on my barbecue trip. And I was like, Tennessee is fucking awesome. Especially Memphis and Nashville. Yeah, Memphis and Nashville. And since then, we've been back a few times. And I've driven I through Kentucky. Kentucky is beautiful. Um, went to Pennsylvania for like a brief hot minute. Was <laughs> there. It There's was beautiful. little teeny towns in Alabama and Mississippi. Yeah. And so, awesome. so if you're in Texas, especially Texas. Like there's things to do in Texas. Like you yeah. need if you live in one of the major cities, it's gonna take you anywhere between three to five hours to get somewhere that's really awesome. Right, but even if you're in a place like Salt Lake City, you know, drive out to Denver. That's a nine hour drive. Drive out to that's a weekend trip. Yeah, Phoenix. Drive out to St. George. Saint Moab. George. Yeah. Hell, you better go to Moab if you live in Salt Lake City. I mean, not this time of year, obviously. No, this time of year, get away from the inversion. Oh, that's true. Fucking like super. You don't know what an inversion is, so if you're not listening, I mean, if you're not listening from Utah, um, inversion is uh, Salt Lake City's in a bowl, if you will. I mean, if you look at it, it's a deep valley surrounded by really big, pristine mountains. And there's a downside to what's called inversion. So uh, with cold weather, a lot of stuff gets capped off with the, I guess, cloud cover or whatever. It's pressure. It's pressure. Okay. Thanks for scientifically pointing that out. And what it is is... All the emissions and all the shit that gets in the air from buses, factories, cars, um, gets caught in this bowl. And it becomes a soupy, smoggy mess. And so that causes a big issue. And it's actually one of the uh, nation's highest pollution rates area in the in, in the nation, pretty right. much. It gets some of the worst air during the, during the winter months. And so a lot of Salt Lakers um, can't wait until springtime when the winds start going through so it could start pushing the shit out. But, um, yeah, so inversion's a nasty, nasty thing. But, yeah, so. Yeah, so. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So, New Year. Try to keep this up, I guess. Like I said, New Year, New new Us. And you're up first? Uh, Yeah, so uh, my topic kind of is pulled in a little bit from December. Uh, A little movie, a little independent film came out. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it, but it was called Rogue One. It was... Mm. I think Rouge One Rouge. It's, it, was, it was a French movie. Yeah. It was French. It has some people About, with accents. Yeah, ladies and their makeup on. Yes, it. yes, yes. Rouge One. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, so this is going to actually kind of be a little bit of a spoiler alert um, in regards to it. But there are a couple of characters in there that make appearances that um, both have passed away now, I guess I could say. Um, pretty much Grand Moff Tarkin from Episode 4, the first Death Star bad guy uh, makes an appearance in the movie uh, the thing is uh, he's been dead since I think like 2003 or something like that okay. he's been dead for a while he's worm food as of right now right. 
Um, also, towards the end of the film, Carrie Fisher makes an appearance, or young Carrie Fisher makes an appearance. Right. At the time when she recorded it, she was alive. At the present moment, she passed away like about a week ago. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Um, just to add the nail to that coffin, that is 2016. Uh, so she she passed away. Um, and so this brought a l- lot of thought among the cinematic critic community about using people um, or characters or likenesses of dead individuals in movies. Um, ever since uh, technology's been rolling around, like with, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Tron Legacy, but there is a scene in there where uh, the dude, what's his name? Um, Lebowski. Lebowski. I know, that's all I can think of too. Uh, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff right. Bridges has an appearance in there as a younger version of himself in it. And there's this valley that we like to call the uncanny valley when you look at something that just looks a little bit off-putting. It's when you look at those like Japanese sex robots and they're like they're talking to you and you're just like something's just a little off here. It doesn't look a little human. Right. It's like where it's not animated enough that you can recognize it as animation, but it's not clean enough that you know for sure it's a person. <laughs> it's like you're staring at it and you're like, what's wrong here? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a self-preservation method that we have in our brains to say what's wrong here. And like, so you're not is, like us, not yes, like this us. This is not me. This is not me. And they call this the Uncanny Valley. It's a it's a little tiny valley that's there that um, kind of explains what you said, you know. So uh, they decided... Uh, Lucasfilm decided and the director decided to include Grand Moff Tarkin into it. Um, the technology was there to do it. The te- technology was there enough to make it look good. I mean, not great, not perfect, because when you watch the movie, it's passable, but it's not perfect. It's kind of, it, it's a little too animated for a human. That thing, that's what it is. It's teetering on that level where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like a cartoon character. He's over-expressive. And if you... Now, Lacey, you've never seen the original. I didn't see the original, so I didn't know who this guy was or that he wasn't alive anymore. Uh But the moment that that guy came on screen, I looked at him and thought... Something's off. He's like a robot, right? Like he's a robot with a face or something. I thought there was going to be some reveal where his face came off and there was gears behind it or something because it was obviously not a person mm-hmm. and then you kind of elbowed me and was like oh that guy's dead and I was like oh so it's CGI it's like what they did for Scott Walker in the Fast and Furious movies uh, Paul Walker <laughs> Scott Walker is a governor of Wisconsin I'm sorry I have politics one on the takes brain, abortion rights <laughs> one impregnates women and crashes into fire car wrecks. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul Walker, obviously. It's like what they did Scott to him Walker. in Fast and Furious where it's... Um, just a little weird. It's just a little weird. But I feel like in Star Wars, they could have done less of him. Like they could have showed his back sometimes. Yeah, that, that was one or thing. Or something. It's like they wanted to show how good they were at it. And it's like the more you saw him, the more you're like, please stop uh-huh. showing him. Yeah. He's and, so shiny. Yeah, it was like... Well, I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays him. Uh, uh, Peter Cushing is the actor that played Grandma Tarkin. And so his estate allowed this to happen. So that was good. He got okay from his estate. Obviously not from him because he's dead. <laughs> uh, but he, they, we did get, the Lucasfilm did get authorization from the estate. And, uh, from the estate, and they also had a backup plan. Um, as you said, I thought it was weird that they kind of showcased him. Like, he was a main character in that. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the re- reasons why they did use so much of him because he's very prevalent in episode four. So okay. for you to have a movie that leads 30 minutes into that movie and not include that character, it's going to be a little weird. You yeah, know? I get it. Yeah, so so we got the approval. They got the approval of the state. They had a backup plan. The backup plan is, is if this did not work, it did not look good, they were going to convert him to a hologram the whole time and just make him there. And if you make him into a hologram, then you have some type of veil put over it and he looks, he'll look fine. Right. Do you, you think know? it would have been that big of a deal just to get another dude? Well, they did that. So that's why one thing I wanted to explain as well. In episode three, at the end, when they show the scene of the Death Star being built in this, like, it, it's exoskeleton, they have a scene of Darth Vader standing there, the Emperor standing to the right of him, and Peter Cushing, or the a Kyle who looks like him wearing makeup, turn around, walking like him, away from him. And it looks like shit. Because it's, it's hard to replicate somebody with makeup. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Just get a whole other guy. How can you? It doesn't need to look like him. I mean, so often in TV shows and movies, like fucking that, that series that you love with Chevy Chase. Like, the daughter is a different actor oh, yeah. in every single movie. But that's movie. a, that's a no comedy. One, There's know, no but, canon to this comedy. But everybody knows that this dude is dead. So if you still want him to be part of the story, how hard would it just to get a nice, distinguished actor that everybody knows? Who looks sort of like him? I don't think it's him? important that he looks like him as long as he's, like, ferocious well, I mean, or if whatever. you're thinking, like, in Harry Potter where Dumbledore died, the yeah. guy the guy who played Dumbledore died in, like, the second movie. Uh-huh. And then they replaced him with somebody else. It's not hard to cover up somebody to make him look like Dumbledore because Dumbledore is all beard and all hat and all hair. No, but I'm saying we don't... We know that dude is dead. So why wouldn't you just get a different actor? I think it's just not good. I don't think... I think it's something that is a seriously... I think it's just Star Wars people, right? They're no, like it's, fanatics. It, it, I don't think it's just Star Wars people. I think it's anything that you want to make. Well, obviously the technology was there. That's why they wanted to do it. They wanted to showcase that. Disney wanted to showcase that ever since they did Tron. There was no reason to have a young version of of Jeff Bridges in the movie. You could have just said he was dead or he replicated himself to be old. Right. You know, they wanted to showcase some type of that. And, and Disney did it again in, what was it? Is it? Civil War or or no Avengers two when they did the young Robert Downey Jr. in the beginning and he walked out and he was all like the teenager Robert Downey Jr. that we all know from like the eighties movies. They took scenes from those movies and placed it on the on the face of another actor. Right. And But so, the thing is is all of those were small. This guy was yeah. in a huge part of the movie and he looked weird. And all I'm saying is like, I understand people would be sad if there was a movie about the Death Star and this dude wasn't in it. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it seems important. And so if this guy needs to be in it because he's directing it, what if it was a cool actor that, like, you guys love? Like, I don't know. Like, um, who isn't in Star Wars? That's Samuel cool Jackson. Oh, wait a minute. He's already oh, in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What you didn't, about you didn't, you didn't Jeff Bridges? He's not. No, he wouldn't be good. What about? <laughs> it's like it's like Jeremy some, Irons. It's see, see. So what if been, they you just may have said, been on something because it would have been interesting to make a Jeremy Irons. Right. What if Jeremy Irons was standing there and he was, you know, yelling about the Death Star? It it wouldn't have been distracting like the shiny guy, right? No, I
Um, but that's the same thing where. But the thing well, is, is everything changes with Star Wars. I mean, you showed me the first um, fat guy. Everything changes. And he doesn't look like the same fat guy in the third one. What are you talking I'm about? Sorry. What fat guy? The slug guy. Oh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Where they use Jabba the Hutt he's in the raw. He's a dude in a fur coat. <laughs> and then he's like a slug. In, yeah. Like in everything changes. So what's the big deal? Let me just reference this. She's talking about the special editions. I showed her the behind the scenes. They had a guy in a fur coat who was supposed to be Jabba the Hutt. And then they superimposed the CGI Jabba the Hutt in there with Han walking over his tail. Yeah, that's a little geeky there. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. But that is George Lucas's star wars that we're talking about here oh wait so jabba the hut was he always a squid well in the beginning yes before they had the special editions he was always a slug he was always a slug yeah the one that carrie fisher killed uh-huh. was a slug but what about the one that's walking with Han? that was an add-on so that scene didn't even exist yes and then george lucas decided to wipe his ass with the f- episode four and put himself in there i see a skinnier more svelte jabba the hut if you will Okay, but Jabba the Hutt has definitely changed over them, right? Over the course of Star Wars. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Jabba the Hutt was in episode three, or episode one, when they did the pod race scene. And then, okay, let me explain this. All right, never mind. I'm sorry I got us off on attention. Anyway, George Lucas' Star Wars... Star Wars wipes his ass on its own movies. That's something. The start, the original Star Wars, the Disney Star Wars now, I'd say AL after Lucas, they're trying to hold it to a higher standard. So much so that they're making movies to write over the shitty George, plot hole. I know. That was one really distracting thing. I know that we're talking about bringing things back to life, but I don't know a lot about Star Wars. Okay. Okay. I do know the pop culture references. But I couldn't help but think this entire movie is to make up for George Lucas's lazy writing. <laughs> and I've always thought George, I understand George Lucas made this incredible. He's like a master of his trade now because the digi- the effects that he comes out with, right? Yeah. And the sound effects that his studio comes out with and everything. Mm-hmm. He's but technologically advanced. I cannot watch a movie where the guy with the squid face has comes from where mon calamari right and the fat pilot is named porkins right so how and yeah it's the laziest laziest writing writing i've ever seen and they made a whole movie to cover up how lazy george lucas is yes writing yes very much so (laughs) he rewrites history that's the worst part about it because this is a tangent obviously (laughs) Star Wars never started off as Star Wars A New Hope. The movie was started off as fucking Star Wars. There's a reason for that. Star uh, George Lucas did not know there was going to be a fucking sequel. So this one movie was it. Then he pulls out some bullshit and says, I have nine stories I want to tell. And I'm going to do them over 40 years. And I am guaranteed all this money for this whole time. That's bullshit. Stretch. Yeah. And it's working because I'm buying tickets. I've seen it twice. I may see it a third time because I buy one, get one free tickets at fucking Alamo Draft House this week to go see it. I may. And George fuck. Lucas isn't writing them anymore. No, that's the best part right there. Seriously. Episode seven was gold. Rogue One, gold. Episode one, shit. <laughs> Episode two, not shit. Episode three, pretty dang good. 
four, five, and six, excellent, because obviously those are the original ones. But they're not the original anymore because there's CGI shit in it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay, going back on the tangent, um, not tangent, non-tangent, no, subject. Uh, the subject that we were talking about, about having uh, dead actors in, in, in cinema, is the ethics behind it. Well, we should clarify... So Carrie Fisher was at the end, but it wasn't yes. Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher. It was not. It was an etching actress, and they placed it, Carrie Fisher's face onto it. And She looked uh, weird, too. She looked like a doll. But the thing was, was she was in it for a short enough time that you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It was like, she said one word. That was it. But anyway. And Marilyn, to, I mean, there are other examples of this. They have yeah. commercials all over the place all with dead people. Place. Well, remember the first commercial that happened was the Frank Sinatra commercial where he was dancing with the fucking dirt devil. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And then you see, you have Forrest Gump, which has like five presidents in it. Like fifth, like Martin Luther King, he meets everybody that's fucking dead. Right. And they use that as well. So Marilyn Monroe is in a Snickers ad right now. Like right now. Yeah. yeah. With William Defoe as playing the alternate of <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. I don't fucking get that. But anyway. Okay. The ethics. So the ethics behind it is, I mean, think of it this way. We all know, except for you, Lacey, that Peter Cushing was dead. Yeah. Okay. He's dead. He was an old man. He was an old man when Star Wars came out in the 70s. He's probably worm food now, obviously. Right. Obviously, when you're watching the movie and you're trying to get into the story and everything and you see that face, you're like, something's in your head's going, how? Or what? Or why? You know? That, yes. that That's an alarm that goes on in your head. Now, that has nothing to do with ethics, but it does have something to do with the thought process of bringing somebody back to life. Like, why is he here? Why should he be here? How did he get here? You know, those are the three three things that usually go on in somebody's head when you see somebody dead uh, or somebody that's deceased in a movie. Um, so it's going to be really weird when episode eight comes out because Carrie Fisher's in that one. She's filmed all her scenes before she passed away for that movie. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Hopefully... They do it tastefully and not uh, tra- trashy or anything. But after people saw that Peter Cushing was in it, because it was kind of low-key. They didn't really say, show him in advertisements and in everything. So when people started seeing the movie and pre- previewing it, they're like, you know, he's in this movie. He's in this movie. Oh, my God, he's in this movie. And, like, what's going on here? And then everybody's asking Lucasfilm, why is he in this movie? And so you get the interviews with the director and everything he goes, well, he's vital to the storyline. He was a big part of the of the Death Star. He needed to be told, he needed to be in this movie. And so they found an actor that filled his, filled his body type, um, that voiced him very well, because it's not his real voice. They don't have like, I mean, you have somebody faking somebody else's voice, and it sounds very excellent compared to it. And so you sit there and you think about, what about other actors, you know? What about let's make a young Michael J. Fox in a movie? And in these contracts to these movies, not only do they get insurance policies on these people in case they die, so because their rights associated with it, but especially with the Fast and Furious movies, they scan every actor nowadays with 3D scanners off the get-go because there's a whole bunch of CGI involved typically. And they want, and so they want a digital representation of each actor that's in their film to save grace, save grace pretty much. So in case something does happen, they break their leg, they can use their scan reproduction to fill in the gaps, if you will. And with your contract that you have with this, you're signing away your likeness for this franchise. 
And depending on the, the severity of your contract, they can use you for whatever fucking movie they want. Um, this kind of happened in Back to the Future back in the 80s. Uh, Crispin Glover, when they were making Back to the Future Part 2, wanted a lot more money. He thought he was Oscar caliber and he was just the main actor and he wanted a lot more money than they were going to pay him. So what they did is they didn't pay him. They said, no, we don't, we don't need you. And so what they essentially did is they took old footage from Back to the Future Part 1 that was not used, placed it in Back to the Future Part 2, or used a double with makeup to look like him in there. Really? So he's not he's credited in the movie, and I'm sure he got some type of payment, like basic payment, but they, they used his likeness without his permission, essentially. Wow. Without getting paid what he wanted to get paid. And so that was like one of the first times that's happened publicly in a, in a film that uh, you know your your contract kind of sells you out and saying hey this is your character you are it we're going to use whatever the fuck we want and that's uh, one thing that is kind of worrisome for actors nowadays is that if you pass away you know that's it You're, you could be in the movie still we get into this gray area of art versus I'd say a person's intellectual property as them as them as their person you know and so that's worrisome because especially now since carrie fisher died we don't know what's going to happen i mean they're going to have to kill off her character how are they going to do that are they going to make new scenes for it are they going to just assume that she's dead or she's going to blast away her ship in the far away we don't know what's going to happen right and this is one of those things with the modern cinematography that if you're being scanned, no matter what you're in, what film you're in, then chances are they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's interesting. Yeah. And so that's kind of worrisome. And that's that's the thought that we need to put behind such stuff like this because contracts are one thing, but likenesses are another. And that can do a lot of things that can hurt a lot of people emotionally, especially families who are grieving of their loss. Um, and so that's just, it, it hits a little close because... I can only imagine to say if I was in something, if I wanted my family to grieve again for something like to see myself on film again and not doing what I was doing, you right. know, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. So that's just, this is my, my topic for today. So, yeah. One more thing. What? I thought of another thing, actor that was replaced by another actor and it wasn't a big deal. What? Iron Man with Terrence Howard, right? That was not a replacement. That was an enhancement. That's the same character, though, right? Yeah. In the first movie, he's one actor. Rhodes, Rhodey. And then in the second and third movie, he's a completely it's another Terrence actor. Terrence Howard in the first one, and then the rest of them were his... Uh... What the hell's his name? Come on, you can't remember his name either? Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle. I love that. It just hits me like right there. <laughs> but that's... Um, my point, was it a big deal? No. 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 Like I said, that was an enhancement, though. Like Terrence Tower was good in the first one. No, I know, but, but he was so much better. Don Cheadle's so much better in the in the subsequent ones. I'm just know? saying it wouldn't be okay because Star Wars fans are weirdos. That's true. Like, I think the studio went. We need somebody blacker. Then <laughs> they went got Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't think that's how that went. I think that's exactly how it went, <laughs> word for word, verbatim. But anyway, so that's my topic for this week. Okay. A little, f you know, food for thought, you know, when you're thinking about 
movies and everything. Go see Rogue One again. It's like the top gro- grossing like movie for Disney. Tis- Disney has two of the top grossing movies of 2016. Finding Dory. Well, actually, no. It's now Rogue One. Then Finding Dory. That's amazing. Disney cannot do no wrong. Moana is awesome, too. Yeah. Is that still out? I think it is. I don't know. It's awesome. You though. should I go. Yeah, twice. you should go see Moana. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a nice different tale. Mm-hmm. Has and the nothing. music in it is great. The Rock sings in it. Yes. And it's made by what's his name? The guy from um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Is that his name is? Yeah, the dude from Hamilton. Yeah, uh, does he, the music. The soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Pretty damn cool. He doesn't sing them. He just helped write it. I'm sure he sang the demos. <laughs> I'm sure. Ah, Hamilton. I have no idea what I'm saying there. He's a good lyricist. Lyric. Is that you, the right word? Mad flows, yo. <laughs> He's got yeah. a talent, that guy. Yeah. Oh, Westworld. What about Westworld? Awesome. Yeah. And they did that thing too, where they made a younger version of what's his name, Anthony Hopkins. Yep, that's that true. was weird. That was a little weird. I'm like, is that? That is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was spoiler weird. alert. By the way, they're all robots. <laughs> anyway, so that's my topic. What's yours? Um, my topic is man caves. Man cave. I want to talk about this, man caves. Why are you talking about man caves? I don't know. I we're in I wanted, one. We're in one right now. We are in one right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't know. I wanted to broach the subject. I don't really have a specific opinion on them. Obviously, because I have one. Yeah. Because if you had an opinion about it, negative or otherwise, you either would have stuff in here that would be representative of you mm-hmm. or be angry all the time whenever I'm in it. Right. No, I don't have bad opinions on them. I just wanted to talk. Like the... About, like... Why? Why and if it's a fair representation and um, what they mean. I mean, they make TV shows based on this stuff. Like, you know, like on HGTV, like Man Cave Express or something like that. Right. Where, yeah. Those shows are terrible, though. It's yeah, always like the most chest thumping. My husband's so stupid. Yeah. He only likes kegs in football. Right. It's like, okay, if you look at my Man Cave, which if I cleaned it right. up. Like and a, the thing is, is that we don't ever call this your Man Cave. We no. call this the computer room. Yeah. Well, because it's a computer room. Right. It's and the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast Studios. Thank you very much. Right. And whenever I work from home, I work in here. Yeah, that's true. And there's a chase in here, which... I call it the casting couch. <laughs> but it's my couch. And, and I, two dogs and I are on it. On it. <laughs> and I enjoy laying down and reading a book. So we don't call this the man cave. Bunny rabbit ears of laying down and reading a book, if you will. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So, okay, so as a person that has a man cave, that has technically had a man cave in our last three houses. Well, okay, so ever since we moved in together, uh, our first house or apartment that we had wasn't big enough to have a man cave. So we didn't have one. There were no rooms. There were no doors. (laughs) Cats came in and out. There's raccoons, mice everywhere. We had a camper stove. It was weird, okay? <laughs> but the rent was like $325, so I couldn't be angry at that. That's right. Um, then we moved into... Well, we moved in with my mom. That was fun. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. It, just, <laughs> it was fun. Um, and then we moved into an apartment. And then it was a two-bedroom apartment. So mm-hmm. 
bedroom number two is guess what computer room the man cave right it was a dining room technically okay so as someone who has had a man cave for a substantial amount of time why do you have a man cave and what is it in what is its importance well i think especially when you're in a relationship that's the only time a man cave exists i mean when everybody says oh you're single and you have a man cave it's stupid it doesn't make any it's your fucking yeah it's your bachelor pad right but when you're with somebody or married um, it's nice to have a self-identifiable space because typically a lot of this, a lot of the wall coverings, a lot of the stuff in a room when you get when you get married or involved um, is garnered towards either togetherness or more women womenliness. So women design the house exactly, mm-hmm. and so to have a, a self-identifiable space like a man cave or a computer room or a den or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of a necessity, I think. It's a so, so let's say when we moved in here, I was like, so how do you want to decorate the living room? How do you want to decorate the kitchen? There was no, really no... You don't care. No, I don't care. So that's the thing that I'm struggling with. It's like, I don't understand the purpose, really. Okay. Because if you wanted your impact on any room of the house, it's not that big a deal. We can hang your stuff wherever you want to hang your stuff and that and that is true um but i think when it comes to my design i mean if you look on our walls right now what's on our walls movie posters mm-hmm. movie posters star wars posters trinkets toys disney stuff lightsabers epic rap battles folder uh posters you know so all that stuff i can't see spread around the house it just it's it, it doesn't strike like if you have your big Tahitian bridge picture from Ikea that's like eight feet by five feet. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine putting a crank poster right next to it. <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't click to me. Or like in our room where we have jazz pictures and people break dancing and people DJing and a wine picture. I can't imagine putting my Daft Punk poster next to it. It's kind of, it's weird. It designs. I guess it doesn't bother me because it's a representation of yeah, us. Yeah. And, and, and it is a representation of us. And I think it's nice to have it all in one place. I think it's like a curation of my stuff. And a lot of, if you go on YouTube and everything, you'll see people talking about their man caves or talking about their area spaces or their spaces that they talk, they t- talk about. And uh, it's really interesting to see what they think is important. Like my stuff is like trinkets. Like I have a whole bunch of Star Wars shit. On this one shelf, I have everything I get from Loot Crate on this other shelf and plus some action figures. I have a dry erase board underneath it. On my desk, I have a whole bunch of Star Wars and Haunted Mansion shit. I got Legos on my craft table that I have because I have a craft table that where I did my Halloween makeup. So I decided to call it a fucking craft table, you know, and it's identifiable of me. Like it's a little bit of everything that I kind of like. I like that I have a computer desk that's dedicated to watching you know this podcast and watching videos and everything and watch or watching movies if i want or playing playstation so do you not identify with the rest of the house i do to an to an extent like the tv room that we have is a little more identifiable to me because it has like university of utah stuff but that's the still us you know it's still we both like the university of utah so it's a lot of uh, uh university of utah stuff on there but a lot of the art on the wall to be honest is not mine like, none of it's mine, except for, I think, one item on the wall, technically. And that's the National Park's picture. And you need to hang what you need to hang. And so I essentially think the rest of the house is yours. And it really is. 
But it's not. But it is. So where's my room with all my trinkets it's and where I the go? The whole house. And where I go to escape. The kitchen. The kitchen? Yes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So wait, your (laughs) cave is a man cave to escape. And my room is the kitchen where I can make you food and do dishes. I made you food today. Okay. (laughs) This is not, has nothing to do with with that. It does have something to do with it because of the gender connotation. For example, I will give you a perfect example. Okay. I love to bake. Okay. I know how stereotypical this is of women. I don't really care because I know who I am. And it's your thing. And people that know me know that I'm not just that. You're a feminist. That's a just... That I'm a, yeah, I'm a feminist and I bake cupcakes, okay? So I don't know why this is such a strange... I don't think it's a strange idea. It's me. It's your and hobby. And if, if I'm a strange idea in, in myself, then whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I've got a new guy that started at work yesterday. He doesn't know me from anything, Okay. He doesn't know who I am. I baked cupcakes because I was returning to work. I gave him a cupcake, okay? Today, someone had asked me if I had a good holiday. They had mentioned, um, you know, my mom being in town and and uh, just our marriage and everything like that. And I said, well, I've been with him for 10 years, so he's, you know, pretty cool with my mom at this point. And the guy who didn't know me said... Yeah, you got a good man there. Must have been the cupcakes. <laughs> That's exactly the reason why we're together. <laughs> it must have been those goddamn cupcakes. And I'm looking the cupcakes at you him. made for a first time ever. Uh, and I, I'm looking at him thinking this asshole. Really? Uh-huh. Really? Okay. You have a good man there too. By the yeah, way. I have a good man because he <laughs> likes cupcakes. This is a must- strange. <laughs> So it's an archaic thought, obviously. Right. And so this is just one example, obviously, that I can't have a man because I'm smart mm-hmm. or talented or I don't know any other reason. But that when I bake, it's because I'm being I'm you're being a good wife. I'm a good wife. Yeah. And that's the thing that like I was reading an article on this where a guy studied man caves. Right. And he said that men go to them to get away. Right. To get away from the pressures of their job or their house or whatever. Okay. And when you question them, like, what's your wife's equivalent of this? They would say the kitchen or the laundry room or the sewing room or the crafting room. All of those things are associated with items that need to be done in the house. Well, crafting's not. The cross stitch and knitting and sewing and stuff like that is a hobby. But it is something that is associated with l- domestic labor. And so the it's same- not associated with leisure. Okay. That's that's true. Every man cave but- I've ever heard of is associated with leisure. I mean, obviously no. I don't have a problem. I just, it's a strange thing where, I don't know. I feel like it's this culture now that is breeding the necessity of man caves either because men seem like they don't care when they're putting the house together so the women do everything and then men are like oh no i'm not i'm a victim like i'm not in this house no, at all no and the a lot of like the article i was reading said that men that this 
idea of a man cave became a necessity like when women because men used to have a lot of places where they could reach, yeah. go to like golf courses and bars. the workplace and bars and and then women started like showing up and wanting to like be people <laughs> and that was bad Fuck so them, now man. like we need these different places where it's like a tree house where they hang a sign over that says no chicks allowed and so I don't know it's just an interesting idea and the fact that you it's not women don't have these rooms and it may it, it may be coming though too I mean that may be something that may be coming I mean the, the tides are changing things are happening women are becoming more powerful in the work and not just the workplace but in life and life in general that we don't know yet, but it could be something that could be approaching us that women may start having leisurely spots because women are becoming the breadwinners. Women are becoming heads of households everywhere, you know, at a, at a higher pace than they ever been. So they may be somewhere where they need to relieve stress and they may have, we may have clammed caves or something like that. I think they're called she sheds. She shed. Yeah. Yes. That's that stupid show. Isn't it? That he said she shed or something like that. I have no he idea. Shed she shed. I think that's the name of it. I walked into your mom watching that piece of shit show. It was like, I'm like, what is this? It's like, she's like, I think he, he I, shed, she shed. I, think I can't it, even say it because it's, it's hard to say. He shed, she shed. Okay. I think we're almost done with this topic. I, one more thing I will say is okay. I think it also comes with men, like the current man, which I love. Okay. All of my friends are this man. My husband is this man. It's fine. But it's men that are still kind of childlike, okay? They like the things that they liked when they were children. man They don't, like, grow up and get beards and hang out in a study. Okay. okay. All my friends have beards. Okay. So they don't <laughs> grow up with a beard in a tweed jacket and recline to their study to okay. smoke cigars because they're not, like, chauvinist pigs, pigs right? <laughs> But the thing is, is that women don't do that. Like, I think of everything that I enjoyed as a young girl, and I wouldn't want that, you know. I had Winnie the Pooh painted on my bedroom walls, and I had, you know, purple shag carpet, and I had a ton of... Wish we had purple shag carpet. You know, and so that's my point, is that I think women want to grow up, and men want to... And obviously when I say this... You're being general. We don't want to hear a bunch of cries of not all men. It's like, yes, I know. But I don't know. It's just an interesting idea. Yeah. Well, it is true, I would say. I mean, because every time I had a room, it's been pretty juvenile, if you will. I think the only adult thing I have is this microphone I'm talking to right now, honestly. Uh, And your mom bought it for you. I know. <laughs> I bought the arm that's on though. It's so, right next to my face. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I would agree. I would agree with you with that. It is uh anybody that would have a man cave, and if you go on YouTube and look at other guys' man caves, typically they're going to be have geeky stuff, stuff from movies, stuff from sports. T- is that kid like? Is that? I don't know. I mean, if you have like a Budweiser sign and. Your favorite team's logo somewhere. I don't even have any sports stuff in here. No. And I like sports. Hell, I like sports so much I'm going to a fucking playoff game this weekend. Woohoo. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. 
as you win a San Francisco 49er shirt. Well, we <laughs> can't all be perfect. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you hear about that? Um, he got a uh, an award from the 49ers about most outstanding player. Like most respected player because of his causes. Oh, Kaepernick? Yeah, Cap. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. And a good thing, good mind reading there, honestly. <laughs> that Ka- Kaepernick got a uh, got an award this year. I'm sorry to go off on this weird tangent. It has nothing to do with the man caves. <laughs> but Colin Kaepernick got an award this year from the 49ers organization saying that he was the most uh, courageous player of the year for the causes that he decided to stand behind. Yeah. Good for and him. then Joe Theismann ripped him in a new one. Because oh, did Joe he? Theismann's a douchebag. Well, I mean, he's an old Ka- school guy. Yeah, and Kaepernick said some dumb shit. I mean, he still says some dumb shit. I know. Yeah, like he, he was just gonna he, vote for anyone because they were both of the same evil. Like, congratulations, you're the reason that Trump's president. Yeah, and then he, I signed the petition though to right. get him. Impeached. And on the day that um, what Fidel Castro died, he talked about how Fidel Castro was like better. Than, than anybody anybody and it's like dude like do you even know yeah you, i don't think do you know take- and you just don't stop talking but he did he started talking which is super important so yeah you know kneeling and talking and kneeling and talking and that everybody hated him and then other players started kneeling and then people just kept talking so i have mad respect for him but also it's like dude like you have a good platform here and use don't, it, use don't it fuck it up uh-huh. by sounding like a douchebag. Not really a douchebag, an, an uninf- ill-informed person. That's really what it is. It's like yeah. if you say Fidel Castro is cool. Like talk to the millions of people, people that left this country right? yeah. or drowned on the, in the process of doing so. Yeah, just trying to get away from him. But yeah. Yes. That yep. was weird. Man caves. And You're then up. Ka- Kaepernick. Yeah. I guess up next is the world famous 31st because <laughs> it's episode 31 uh-huh. after 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm 34. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Infamous world famous learning corner. You need it now? If you want it. Go on. <laughs> So, something came all across my news feed uh, earlier this week. Today's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. About an interesting theory. And I'm going to hearken this back back to the early 1900s. I think in 1912 or whatever year was it. 1912, 1902, one of those years. The year of the Titanic. Oh, yes. Yeah. The one where Jack Dawson and Rose Dawson... Well, Jack Dawson died while Rose Dawson laid on a platform that was big enough to hold her and Jack Dawson together. All right, but she didn't want to be cramped. Yeah, it was cold. Need some stretch out space. Yeah, I do. Got to keep that, keep that door from rocking. You know? <laughs> He's heavier anyway. They would topple over, you know. We all know. Physics. Right. It's like math. She's like, I'll never let go, but get the fuck off my door. Yeah. Interesting theory about the Titanic that came across. A journalist uh, created a documentary recently about the Titanic. He's been studying it for about 30 uh, years, which is a long time to study one event, I would say. I mean, I'm... Especially I've done 34 podcast episodes, and I'm not an expert, but I'm just saying. (laughs) But he did a documentary stating that a fire was a cause of the ill-fated Titanic sinking. Hmm. 
Hmm. Now you're thinking about it. They said a giant coal fire. That's what they did. So to paint the image on what happened, it wasn't a coal fire at the time of the sinking. What happened is when the ship was being built, there was a giant three-story tall coal fire that happened near the steel hull for about three weeks before the the Titanic set, set sail. I see. That caused the steel to weaken. Oh. And so, because that's the, the thing about steel and metallurgy is that fire messes everything up if you don't right. you know, maintain it right. So, it caused certain sections of the hole to be brittle. So, when the, the iceberg tapped against the side or cut into the side, it made it really easier to just shear off big chunks there to cause the sinking. Now, obviously, the design of the Titanic was meant to be unsinkable. Um, it had chambers to fill up, so once so certain chambers filled up, another chamber behind it would fill up, so it would cause enough buoyancy to still stay afloat because it had floated. It, it was able to flood certain chambers, and because the iceberg racked the side of it, it filled up a lot of those chambers quickly, which made it harder for it to not sink. So it wasn't a. I just read that headline. I didn't even go into it because. Honestly, who cares about the Titanic anymore? But... Was this 1995? Jesus, get over it. (laughs) And I already saw a documentary on it. It was like one and a half of VHSs long. And um, it was uh, sexy. Handprints on the window in this (laughs) But Billy Zane smacked a girl. It was awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just assumed uh, when I read the headline that it was about a fire on board that no one knew about. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a different take on it on something that we already know and the fire is documented. So obviously cuz somebody had to fight it, right? Mm-hmm. Not, like just kept it sitting there like I guess the Titanic's so not going to just launch. But the name of the documentary is Titanic the New Evidence. It isn't released yet. Um I don't think it's going to be released here for a while because it's actually being unveiled on BBC. So luckily we'll have to wait for that. But Cool. It's interesting the thought to uh, think that the fire could have taken down the Titanic because it made the steel far more brittle. I don't know what the English more brittle or just brittle. Brittler. Brittler. Is that a word? Brittly. Whatever. Peanut brittle. Thanks for the information, Max. I feel like I've been learned. Learned in the lear- and that's the point of the learning corner. The, the learning corner. <laughs> the learning corner. There's no G. Learning. That's right. That's why we have a banjo, right? That's right. We out? We out. I think this is uh, episode 31. I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. That's Mr. and A-N-D, Mrs. Podcast. All one word. You can find us on Twitter. I don't know what that is. It's Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. Or Mr. and Mrs. I don't know. We don't tweet. We don't. Should we? Sure. Tell us. If you want us to tweet tell us on our facebook should we start so we'll, tweeting so we'll know where to find do you want to do you want to twat <laughs> i know right do you want to twat us <laughs> find us oh man oh man we're rusty yeah anyway i'm mr max i'm mrs lacy peace out bitches i do i'm feeling a bit suckly blue suckly
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.